0: This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk podcasts.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome and well done on getting this far with the podcast. Fun so far, isn't it? It's only going to get better. We're going to have lots of laughs. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Scott Balcony's here.
2: Hello, all right. Who are you? Um, I'm Scott Balcony.
1: I'll start the podcast straight after Justin Dealey's impression of Scylla Black. Justin, I, I, mm. I, 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 I've got to say, uh, Catherine Boyle does an impression of Scylla. Let's hear your, your, your impressions. <laughs> Anyone,
3: Anyone who had a
4: heart.
1: Right, that's, now that's Catherine Boyle. But yours, Justin... Yeah, it's pretty good. was actually... Would you listen? We've got, we've got 35 seconds of the show left. All oh, right, Shook. <laughs> I've never heard him do a voice before. Probably that <laughs> slightly I mean, he does how it how on the you, radio. How, yeah. how are you? <laughs> Justin, could you could you sing us out in the style of Silla for the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen? I give you as Silla Black. Bearing in mind he would be charging ten pounds for this, and some idiots, <laughs> some people would pay for it. What's Justin Dealey as Silla Black. Where you song? go? Which song? Step inside love. Step inside love. Step
5: inside love. Step inside love. Yeah, Chuck.
6: Can I go now? Can I go home? Ian. I go?
0: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
7: This is BBC
1: Three Counties Radio. Fat, lardy, chubby, plump, large, podgy, fat. Are we too hard on fat people? There was a story in the Daily Mail this week saying that doctors are being encouraged by nice to be nice to people who are overweight or fat. Lynne Hemel called in and told me she is repulsed by fat people.
8: Well, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this. I'm a bit... Fattest, if that's the word.
1: Fattest? In, in what way? I find enormously fat people a bit repulsive. Why? I don't know. I think it's,
8: it's like a bit like Justin was saying. When I smoke, so if I die of lung cancer, that's my fault. Yeah. And I know some people have medical conditions. Yeah. But you sometimes see people, and they're just absolutely huge, yeah. especially in the supermarkets, and then you look in their trolleys, And it's full of just rubbish.
1: But they repulse you?
8: Read, I'm talking people who are sort of 25 stone. I'm not talking somebody who's, you know, 15 stone. I'm talking really, like the people you see on, say, Jeremy Kyle or in America. People that are massive. I used to go to lunch with a friend and she brought one of her other friends along a couple of times. And this lady must have been 25 stone. And I felt a bit embarrassed because everybody stared at her. And I felt, I mean, she was a very flamboyant woman and wore fantastically bright-coloured clothes. She wasn't... didn't feel uncomfortable about herself. But I felt a little bit uncomfortable because everybody just stared at her and talked, you know, in whispers that everyone could hear. And I I felt kind of embarrassed being with
1: her. Isn't that interesting? because, Because did she feel embarrassed? No, she she was
8: a very flamboyant person. Yes. And I assume that it didn't particularly bother so, her. The, the,
1: why, why, so why did it embarrass you, Lynn? I'm fascinated by this, because it's obviously... Did you have fat parents, or was there someone fatting your life as you were growing up? But there, there's, no, there's something deeper here. Oh, I don't know. I think it's because I felt embarrassed for
8: her. Yeah. Because everybody was sort of laughing at her and pointing at yeah. her. And, and especially little children, and you know it, children are so lovely and honest, you know, and they say, oh, mummy, why is that woman so enormous or fat or whatever? Yeah, they do. And I don't think fat is necessarily a bad word any more than saying someone's skinny.
1: So you think we should stick with the word fat? Do you think doctors need to be, this is what this report uh, suggests, that doctors need to be a bit more respectful and non-judgmental? Or should, Lynn, the doctors say all right, Fat Steve, you've got to stop eating those ginsters, you've got to go on a diet, otherwise you're going to die. It's your fault. I think, to
8: be fair, I think most doctors I've ever come across are very sympathetic and they're not rude to their patients or horrible, but it's a fact, really, it's like if my doctor obviously wants me to stop smoking, which I'm trying to do, and he doesn't push his foot around it, Mm. I mean, he doesn't have a go at me and he helps me, I've got things to help me. But yes, of course, if somebody's... You see things in the papers, don't you, where somebody really enormous has to go into hospital yep. and have to take outside of
1: their house or something. You don't see that very often. You do see it occasionally. No, you don't see it. A, a, a crane comes and gets them. Yeah,
8: I'm not implying it's a regular thing. Yeah. But when
1: people are getting to that size... Like a grabber on those those things you get at the fairground, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Can't, yeah. they can't... they don't want to drop that. They
8: can't even leave
1: the house or something. But do you not feel sorry for those people or sympathy or empathy?
8: I feel incredibly sorry for them. I'm not... You know, I don't want to hate campaign against me. No. I do feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for anyone that is addicted, whether they're addicted to food, I don't
1: know. Later on, a rather large gentleman by the name of Mick called in.
8: Well, I'm a bit fat
4: myself, so, you know... And for that woman to say, don't you find fat people repulsive? May I tell a straight right now... We think the same about you, your attitude, love. And this little bit of fat I've got, well, I'd rather that keep me warm at night than you.
1: How fat are you? are referring to Lynn, who we spoke to about uh, 30 minutes ago. How, how big are you, Mick?
4: Well, I should be down to about a 34 waist, but I'm actually 36 to 38. Right. right now, my weight went on, you know, after I stopped smoking for health reasons. Okay, at the moment I've got type 2 diabetes, which is...
1: Is that because quite of your size? Manageable. Yeah. Is that because of your size, the diabetes?
4: Well, my grandmother was a diabetic, so there might be just something in the family there.
1: Right. You but know, the, 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 I... the size wouldn't have helped, would it?
4: No, maybe not. But then she were not exactly oversized herself. little
1: love. No, but what I'm saying is, if you if you have a propensity towards uh, uh, something like diabetes, then 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 being overweight could possibly bring that on a bit quicker. Yeah, how, yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. How tall I are mean, I'm you, Mick? Uh, I'm a cute little five foot
1: four. You're five foot four with yeah. with a thirty eight inch waist. Yeah, more Th- or less. That is that is big, isn't it, Mick? Yeah. How much do you weigh? I mean, do you know? Um, probably
4: about. I don't think I've weighed more than thirteen stones.
1: Really? When was the last time you weighed yourself?
4: I don't know. You know. But I don't care about this stupid woman's attitude. No. She's obviously speaking out of sheer ignorance. I make no excuses for what I'm saying. If she can come around and say things like that, then you know, she's gotta suffer the consequences herself. Who are other people to criticize? When I see these people get up and and they walk on walk like the good Lord Jesus did when they can perform miracles and be perfect, then maybe they might have a bit of room to criticise other people but But I'm telling you now, I don't like her attitude, she could be the most beautiful woman in the world, but my tummy is going to keep me warm on a cold night in bed, which is more than I'd let her do
1: but Mick, be honest, you don't want that big fat tummy, do you? it's mine, right it's mine. It but you don't want me. it. Yeah, I what? don't mind it. But you said you're trying to lose weight. So obviously you do have a I slight... I
4: never really p- said I was trying to lose weight. Right. I
1: never said that now. Whose fault is it you're, you're that size, mate. Whose fault is it you're fat?
4: Well, it's just my my, my trap my metabolism slowed right down after I stopped smoking. So. Now,
1: now, Mick. Oh, come off of it. That, that silly, That silly old... That silly bird. No, no, Mick. Hang on. I've let a lot research. Mick, I've let... Uh, listen, let's not have too much of a pop at Lynch. She came on and she made a point. You, you, you've made yours, but... That's an excuse, isn't it, to say that your metabolism slowed down when you gave up smoking. I don't think that yeah. that happened I gave up smoking <laughs> and I, I gave up smoking. I put on a tiny little bit of weight, saw what was happening and I, I kicked it into check.
4: Yeah, there, there, few, okay, there's a few people who don't put on so much weight when they stop smoking, but the most people that I know who stopped smoking did put on weight. Like a bit a fair bit. How, in some
1: cases. how big were you when you were smoking?
4: I suppose I was about ten stoneish.
1: Right. What what size? Uh, what size waist?
4: Well, I don't know. It could have been a thirty-four, something like that.
1: So it's thirty-four for a, for a, 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 a 5 foot 4 fella—that's still big, isn't it? Yeah. So you were a big fella anyway.
4: Yeah. Well, I'd rather be made than Lynn, Put it that way.
1: But is this is this you being a little bit defensive? Do you think, Mick? Oh, because,
4: yeah. Because because you. you... Yeah. I have a right to be defensive
1: when people like when unqualified people like Ring take a popper's. Uh, but what?
4: what and I would, would
1: defend myself. No, you are defending you are defending yourself robustly, Mick, and that's, and, uh, and uh, I, I'm sure our listeners are enjoying hearing you defend yourself. But uh, seriously, Mick, be serious. You know you are putting your health at risk. You've got diabetes, which I would suggest has um, uh, um, prompted. Uh, you know, has brought on uh, been brought on by your size. Certainly, made you know, brought on quicker by your size. Your risk of heart disease. You're at risk of of dying. You don't want that,
4: do you? Uh, we're all going to die one day. Yeah, we're but you're going to die a lot quicker day. because well, of your size. we going to dying, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I mean, we're all going to die one day. Don't even bring that into the conversation. Crying out loud. But
1: but, but you're going to die a lot quicker than me, probably.
4: Probably, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but
1: there's a stronger chance you'll die before me.
4: Like you, know, you could go, one of us could go out now, go out of our homes, or in your case, from work today, and get run over by the well, number nine
1: bus. I suspect That's the right. bus would see you better than he saw me, to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you... you, you in that you... case, he's going to likely cra- grab you for the, if he doesn't see you. Well, there, exactly, there you go, you see. But, Mick, you can't, uh, have you got a partner in your life? No. Would you like one? Yeah. Why do you think you haven't got one? Well, I don't know yet. How old do you? Make? But
4: you see the thing, I mean, I'm 52 now. And I've had I've had a few I've had girlfriends yet, yeah. but you
1: know. Do you think your size
4: got, could my be? My size has got nothing to do with it. I did have a girlfriend for for three years while I was this size, you know. So you know, and she never complained about my size. Uh, but she was about. She was only about
1: eight and a half stone herself. And you genuinely think that your size has nothing to do it, it, to do with the fact that you're you're single at the moment? I'm just asking.
4: No, it hasn't.
1: Okay, and you're happy. What's with
4: wrong with personality rather than looks? To go with some, to, to refuse to be with somebody because of their size or their looks is a very shallow person, and I wouldn't want that kind of person within 100 miles of me, let alone have a
1: relationship with. And Mick, are, hand on heart, are you. It's there. Okay, got it. There. Is, are you happy with your size? Mayor of Milton Keynes has withdrawn support from the business school at the centre of a BBC Three Counties investigation. The founder of the Harvard School of Management and Technology, Dr Tina Beloveth powerful told us on Friday that Brian White would be attending a graduation ceremony on Saturday, despite her ongoing trademark row with the prestigious American University, Harvard. But after hearing our show on Friday, Mr White changed his mind, in which, and on the show, we revealed the school is being investigated by police and trading standards. She told uh, this show last week that she hasn't received a penny from students. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, very kindly gave up his Saturday, and you went along to the graduation ceremony, didn't you, Justin? Yes,
6: Halloween, I did indeed. It was um, an interesting event. It was in Milson Keynes, it was the uh, Church of Christ, the Cornerstone, uh, which is where Tina has one of her campuses. Two campuses there, two rooms inside a church.
1: Now, uh, on, on Friday, show we, we had a, a long 30-minute chat uh, with uh, Tina, and if you missed it, going down the podcast, the whole thing's there. Let me just play this uh, clip, Justin. On Friday, I asked her uh, if she was charging students to study at her school. This is what she said. We
9: turned them free of charge but you, without taking any penny
1: from you them. Did, when I asked you what the cost was, you did say three is, and a half thousand pounds. yes, that pounds. is, yes. So where does that money go, that three and a half thousand I pounds? I said
9: that is the cost, but we never charged any one of them. So you never what
1: charged anybody?
9: We have not charged those students that were graduating. Because have you we,
1: ever charged
6: anybody?
9: I have not for now.
1: So she's not charged anybody for mm. now. Is, is that what you found out on Saturday, Justin?
6: Well, you're about to find out right now because I spoke to one of those students, Nok, and I asked her how she found the course.
0: It's quite intense because it's like every week you have a module. And, I mean, for me, I left study many years ago. So to get back into, you know, studies, and, you know, it was hard and stressful as well. But, you know, thank God I... I managed.
6: How much did you pay to go on this course?
0: Well, there were supposed to be 36 modules, but we didn't complete because of the time factor. So we, you know, we had um, 22 modules, so I paid 220.
6: So each module was 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you paid 220 pounds. You've handed that over mm-hmm. to the school.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: W- w- when you were learning the course, where did you study? I
0: study in one of the rooms in Christ Church Cornerstone.
6: Would you describe that as a campus? It's just a small room in a church. Yeah. If I said to you, campus, what springs to my mind is quite a few buildings, a lecture hall. Is that how you would describe a campus?
0: A lot of buildings, got facilities.
6: Let me ask you this finally. If you paid £3,500 for this course, Mm -hmm. would you feel ripped off?
0: Well, the thing is, people have to be honest and transparent what they're selling, you know.
6: So by describing a campus, which is in actual fact a room inside a church,
1: do you feel that's being transparent? So that's Nock, one of the students that uh, you spoke to, who had Mm. paid, despite Tina on Friday assuring us that no students had paid any money. You you spoke to one who had definitely paid, not the full £3,500, but had definitely paid some money. Absolutely. Did you manage to speak to Tina herself? Um, Yes, I did. Um, After
6: talking to Nock, I tried to have a conversation with Tina, and here's what happened. Well, Tina, you've invited us here today. You made that offer quite clear. (laughs) on Friday's show. Would you mind showing me your campus?
9: No, not, not, not today, please.
6: But Tina, you've invited us here today. Not today, please. OK, you said you weren't taking not a penny today. from your students. They're telling me they're paying you. they paid £220.
9: Not today, please.
6: But they've just told me that they're paying you £220. Not today. But why do you make the invite, Tina? Tina, I need to ask you. Your students are saying they're paying you £220. Can I get your comment to that, please? Tina, I just want to get your reaction to that because you have invited us here today. Your students are telling oh, me they please, are uh, paying not you.
9: embarrassing me, please, it's OK.
6: But you've invited us. Can I just get your reaction? Can you show me your campus? Tina, when are you going to start charging students three and a half thousand pounds? Can I ask you why you made the invite live on air, but you won't talk to us? So please, can you answer my question? Tina, please, can you answer my question? Are you refusing to talk to
1: us, Tina? Uh, Wow, that's uh, unexpected and slightly Mm. uncomfortable, if I'm honest. Just to make it clear, we we were invited. She extended that invitation live on air, and I assumed that with that we would be able to speak to her freely. Did you manage to speak to her later on? Did you try again?
6: I left it 30 minutes, and, Ian, I did try again. Here's what happened. Tina, can I just have one last chance, OK? Are
9: you hungry? Am Are I you, hungry? Yes. You want to no, eat? I'm fine. No, I want no, to ask no, you a couple you of quick to, questions. Tina, it's eat the last first. chance. After eating. after eating, then we talk. After eating, we talk. You will definitely eat talk to and, me after eating. Yes. Sit down and talk because I invited you, so you have to sit down and eat first. Okay. After eating, then I can, you know, answer you again. You promised me you have to
6: eat. Tina, you, you're
1: playing. i you, eh? Tina. Stop this <laughs> so Okay. Yes. Tina, let me just get because this right. So if, so if, if, if I if eat something, will you guarantee to talk to me? Yes, I will talk to you. Give in. Hey, that's not bad, Justin. So what, what, what did you have to eat?
6: I had some jerk chicken and some rice, so I was uh, forced to sit down in a room and uh, have something to eat. Um, Tina did eventually talk to
1: me. To build up the suspense, you can hear that interview after five seconds of silence and the C chord from our musician in the studio, Scott Balcony. We need your guitar for that. It's coming. And... Um, Five, five seconds of silence and the C chord from our musician in the studio, Scott Balcony. No, that's too jolly. Give us a menacing chord. Oh, okay. Okay, they'll cut all this out. After five seconds of silence and the, the, a menacing chord from our sh- house band. That sounds better.
2: Yeah, good. Two. Thanks, man. Three. Four.
1: Five. <laughs> it's not a hard day's night. <laughs> that, yeah, uh... Give us a D minor. I'll just forget it. Play the clip. OK.
6: Well, Tina, you kept me waiting about an hour or so. Um, a few key questions for you. You told us on Friday's show you hadn't taken a penny off your students. Some of the students are saying to me that they have given money to you. What's your reaction to that's that? That's
9: what I'm saying. I have not taken any money from my students because I gave them scholarship, all of them. Scholarship. What they paid for is the handout, the manual, 10, ten pounds That's what they paid for, manual.
6: So why did you say to us on Friday you hadn't taken a penny off your students? I have not
9: taken a penny from them because I gave them scholarship.
6: We've got them on tape saying they paid you £220. They didn't
9: pay me two hundred and What they're telling you, probably you're misconstruing them. No. What you're misconstruing them, what they told you they pay for is the handouts, which enables them to understand the teaching, the biblical teaching. Biblical teaching. So that is what they paid for.
6: You're talking about charging on your website three and a half thousand and five and a half thousand pounds and pounds for these courses. When are you going to start charging those prices?
9: Yes. We're believing God that by next year, February, January...
6: January next year.
9: Yeah, January down, we will start, you know, when our students, you understand, start charging... Three thousand five hundred for home students,
6: and five and a half thousand for yes. students from overseas.
9: Yes, five thousand. Yes, five thousand five hundred for students overseas. By the power of God, by the special
6: grace of God. Is that great value for money? What do you think? We have not charged any penny. But when you start we charging those prices, Until is, that then, good, is that good value for money? That,
9: yes, good value. Yes. When we start charging it,
6: so that's going to be happening from January. Yes, please. You claim to have two campuses. They are two rooms inside a church. You have false accreditation on your website. You also claim to have a library. Uh, That is a public library. You also claim to have a central office. That is your flat. You're being investigated by the police. You're being investigated by trading standards. What would you say to any of our listeners right now who are accusing you of being a fraudster? This is your chance to put the record straight. What would you like to say to our listeners?
9: These are false allegations. I am doing grand and great work, noble work. You have seen how happy, how transformed people who were never educated in their lives have just been put through to be educated. At no cost, I do great and wonderful. In fact, I'm going to get MBA award from the Queen herself. She will congratulate me.
6: You think that's going to happen seriously?
9: Very sooner than later, I tell you from are my you heart. Are you living of in
6: heart, a fantasy world, Tina?
9: I am telling you from my heart of hearts that the next thing, the next time you see me on television, being congratulated for what the great, the kind of work I am doing in Milton King Are Kings. you
6: deluded? I'm
9: telling you, you have seen with your own eyes. Except, of course, you are not. If you're genuine, if you're genuine and you're frank and you're truthful...
6: I'm being frank. I'm inside a church hall. This is not a campus.
9: this is a campus. What do you understand by a campus? A campus, a place of learning, is a place where lecturers and students meet.
6: So you can go to bed at night and you can sleep easy, knowing you're not misleading the public. You not can do that. Not at all.
9: Yes, with a lot of emphasis. You saw with your own eyes. You saw the happiness. You saw the joy. Mm. You saw it's so transparent. These are people under normal circumstances will not have gotten education because you, the, you know the government are you know skyrocketing. You know, prizes, school fees. Are you worried you're going to be arrested? Who is going to be arrested? Is Islamophobia? You've been investigated
6: by yes. the police and by the trading standards. Yes, are he's... you worried that you're going to be arrested? So, but are you are living ha- in fear? Too? So,
9: wait, wait. How can I live in fear? You understand? How can I so live in fear? You're being in investigated fear? by if, the police. Yes, I'm not. I'm not being investigated by police because good, good name. You, know, you
6: are being investigated by the police. That's
9: what you say. Investigated, and look at me talking with you. So where is the police that is investigating me? You understand? I, if you arrest me because I am in your country, you, will, you, you want to arrest me. You know that just like you have arrested, you arrested Nelson Mandela. Mm. Just like you arrested Nelson Mandela, but I, I can assure you that you will not arrest me because I will. If, you understand? It's not, not.
1: I don't know how to put it. Unbelievable. And of course, Tina will keep us posted with the MBE that she will definitely receive from the Queen, definitely. That's not nonsense. (laughs) My mum's in a care home. Yeah, put CCTV in there. It's not going to be viewed by every... It's not like a webcam where anyone in the world can log on and watch my mum watching EastEnders. It'll be just the boss of the care home and me and my sister, and that's it. Put put CCTV cameras in every room, in every care home. It makes perfect, perfect sense, as far as I'm concerned. Dennis is in Dunstable. What do you think, Dennis? Good morning,
7: Lee. Yeah, for once, I
1: totally agree with you. Thank you, Dunstable. Is that all I'm going to get? No, if you get my name right, I might let you say a bit longer. Oh, all right. Well, good morning, Mr Lee. Okay. thank you. My first name is? God knows.
7: Do you was... not know my first name? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't refer to people by their first name until I've invited to, till they've introduced themselves.
1: Well, De- Dennis, you are invited to use my first name. Well, what is it?
7: <laughs> Come on, you've got to introduce yourself. I do this to the children. The children round here all call me Dennis, right. even the kids, the small kids, right. because they're not rude, they're nice kids, and yeah. I, li- I like children.
1: Yes, so... but... But as I say... No, that, no yeah. we'll, we'll get to, to your point in a second. Yeah. Have a guess at what you think my first name is. Bearing Ian, in mind you've been calling Ian, me for the last... Like, think, I think it's Ian. Well done, Dennis. Congratulations. Five right. points. Excellent. Yes. Now then...
7: Yes, I totally agree. I mean, then anybody—if anybody should be have an idea on this—you should. If your mum's in a, yes. a care home yes. and you're a loving son, you're looking after her. Yep. It doesn't—it doesn't. It start though, Ian, when you're looking well after done. babies with um, things in the bedroom, so they can't—you know—can wake your something wrong. The baby monitor. start. You start with baby monitors. Yep. You're looking after them. Now they're doing the same to you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you know, my wife and I are at an age when these things would become very relevant to us, but
1: luckily... I've got an idea, Dennis. Yeah. I've got an idea for a TV show, and, and let me just see how, how you, you, you feel about this. Uh, th- there's you and uh, your missus mm. living at home, yeah. phoning up, irritating me, and probably irritating other people as well. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Why don't we install cameras... Yes. ...in your house... Yes, and, if you like. ...and I we do. can watch... I bet it's more interesting than Big Brother and all those other reality oh, I shows.
7: I think so. We live a very very uh, calm life. Whoa!
1: Hey, I bet there's a few secrets in your house, aren't there, well, Dennis? Hey,
7: Whoa. Whoa. Dennis! This way, she, she broke her fingernails the other day, and I reckon as where well she was scratching my back during one of our moments. Whoa, Dennis! <laughs> the public needs to see your moments, don't they? Well, I'll tell you what, they'd get a shock if they saw me undressed. They would get a shock. <laughs>
1: This week we got talking all about pandas. Now, all I said was that I think we should just leave them to die out. I didn't say shoot them, I didn't say poke them to death or hunt them. I simply said it's survival of the fittest and we shouldn't help them to breed if they're not doing it naturally. Pete in Luton called in and completely agreed with me. Well, actually, he didn't completely agree with me, but he saw where I was coming from. Right, Okay. honestly, he didn't see where I was coming from, but he kind of got my point. He thought I was talking nonsense and got very, very angry. Not now! I think the
10: last comment that you made with the young lady about the news that, uh, that was in the paper... Yes. Uh, ..I think is an absolutely disgusting thing to say.
1: Two points there. Which young lady? Catherine? The, yes. Oh, OK. Uh, well, what, was the, what was the thing I said? Well, you said that you should just let the pandas die out. Why is that well, disgusting? Well, I think it's,
10: it's one of God's animals, and, and are you expecting just to... If they, if they die out, then obviously, as you said, like the dodo, it was man that actually made the dodo extinct for killing them and obviously eating them. Right. But with the pandas, I mean, the pandas,
1: I mean... What do pandas give to society?
10: A lot of joy of people actually looking at them.
1: In, it, behind bars, there. behind bars, in tiny, no, tiny they're, little they're not, cells.
10: They're not all behind bars. There they are, they are pandas out in the wild where people actually go and see them and pay to see them. And the money that they pay is to keep these pandas in secured areas where they're going to survive.
1: But why? why should, listen, if the panda has not been able to survive, it is evolution, isn't it, Pete? If the panda hasn't been able to survive, why should we spend millions of pounds, and it is millions, trying to protect a few pandas? They, they've proved they're not world-worthy.
10: Well, you might as well say that about any, any animal then. So we'll, we'll go on about elephants and rhinos. Um, just because they want the horns, so you're saying no. that we should go out and kill them all. No,
1: that's not what... No, Pete, I'm, I'm not... No, you're not listening at all, Pete. I'm not saying we should kill pandas, I'm saying we should just let them die the, 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 in a natural way. It's going to happen, so let's just let it happen.
10: But if, we, if, but if we do that, the only place you're going to see pandas, unfortunately, are in museums where they've obviously... Yes, they've died, oh, you know, of ill health or whatever, uh, and they're going to be stuffed and you're going to see them behind glass cases. Yep. I mean, it's, any animal should be allowed to live if it needs if
1: it, a bit of support. Any animal, allowed, any animal, you know Pete. Yeah, any, anim, any animal should be allowed to live if it can survive on its own. It's it's right. it's natural. The, it's the natural order: survival of the fittest. Pandas are not that fit.
10: Well, they are in them. the world. They are su- they're surviving because they are having. Uh, they
1: are actually. Well, then, then basic... let them let them let them survive. That's fantastic. Let them get on and let them survive. I'm not saying we should go out and kill them. I'm just saying we should let them die off at their own pace. I don't think that's disgusting. That seems just common sense to me.
10: No, but what I mean, my view is, it's it's one of God's creatures. Whether it be a, whether it be a, a frog or whatever, God's creatures, and um, and I think that if it needs people to help this. Um, endangered species to survive, then why not?
1: Why don't we help people?
10: Well, well, listen, there's loads of people over here that we're helping, um, that if they stayed in their own country, they could help themselves.
1: Well, there's loads of... We should send these pandas back to China then, these flipping Chinese pandas coming over here, taking up all our zoo space. Disgusting. Send them back to China. We're paying the Chinese six million quid's worth of benefits to have these Chinese pandas over here. I think it's outrageous, Peter.
10: Well, okay, I agree with you on one on one sense. Yes, send them back because apparently in their own. Who are we talking country, about now? The immigrants, are the or the, are we talking about
1: the immigrants or the pandas? I'm confused.
10: I'm talking about the pandas. Okay, now, you're going on about it's costing us money. Yes, but then send the pandas, the ones that we've got over here in Edinburgh Zoo. Send them all back if they can survive in their own country. Let them survive,
1: Pete, thank you very much indeed. Pete majestically managed to uh, turn uh, a conversation about pandas into a conversation about immigrants. And that, ladies and gents, is the standard of call we get here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And if I'm honest, I wouldn't want it any other way. Here's our reporter, Justin Daly talking about Christmas. Oh. No! Actually, that's quite appropriate. It's the 16th of October. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, goes all his Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. That's that's right, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, morning boss, that's absolutely true. Yeah, okay. Mm. Is that not a little bit late? No. Okay, Is, is everything all right with you this morning? You're fine. Okay, just very, very short answers. Hmm. Okay. Well, you've been speaking to people about this, haven't you? I have, yes. um, I've
6: been out and about uh, in Bedfordshire asking people about Christmas shopping. Have they finished? Have they started? Uh, Ian, this has prompted some very bizarre answers and some, quite frankly, bizarre behaviour. Uh, Here's what people had to say. Have you started your Christmas shopping? No, I haven't. It's too early. And what do you think about these people who have already completed all of their Christmas shopping? Are they nutters? Totally. Unbelievable. People like that are what cause all the problems, I tell you. Jackie, you've started. How many presents have you bought? Two. Okay. Are these special presents? Yeah, they're from both my girls. OK. And when did you buy them? Three weeks ago. OK. Big question. Why? Isn't it too early?
4: Uh, no, they want them. And here historically, if I've left it till the last minute, they've sold out, so grabbed them early. You're
6: taking no chances?
10: But definitely not. I'm not a chancer. <laughs> I'm a dancer. <laughs>
6: Are oh, you now? That's a bit of uh, ABBA dancing queen. Cool. You know, I've got my ghetto blaster in the car.
10: Oh, come on then. Get it yeah. out now.
6: let go, girl. Thank you. Shona, Christmas shopping. Have you got everything prepared already?
10: No, I've only bought one present. Yeah, it's for my mum, so I had oh, to get right. that early to make sure I'd definitely get it in for her.
6: Do you know anybody who's completed their Christmas shopping?
10: Yes, my mum. <laughs> she's completely finished her Christmas shopping. Yeah, she starts in, like, January sales. Oh,
6: get out of here.
10: <laughs> no, I'm being deadly serious.
6: <laughs> Why? Why does she do this?
10: So she's organised. She just loves Christmas. It's her favourite time of year. Mm. So she buys it all year round. And I have to buy a father Christmas every year to add to the collection.
6: <laughs> You've got a weird family. So, <laughs> Christmas is out of the way, New Year's out of the way, and your mum's back in the shops the first week of January buying things for the next Christmas.
10: Yeah, yeah, that's what she does, yeah.
6: Tell her I said hello. What's your mum's name? Pat. Morning, Pat. We love you. Thank you very much.
10: Thank
8: you.
6: Hello there, sir. Good morning. I'm from Ian Lee's Breakfast Show. We just wondered, have you started your Christmas shopping yet?
7: Um uh, I'm not 100% sure, sir, about
6: that. Well, you don't know if you started your Christmas shopping or not?
11: So, can I ask who's speaking?
6: Yeah, my name's Justin. I work with Ian Lee.
11: Sorry, Ian Lee?
6: Christmas shopping? I'm presuming you, being a lady, you've already started, is that correct? Yep. Almost yep. finished? Yep. <laughs> Almost finished?
11: Yeah. I buy when I see things that I know people will like, so I don't plan it that way.
6: Hey, sir, morning to you. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? No. You quite offended that I'm even asking you that question. No, you don't offend me. Mm. I'll give you a quiz. There's a car. He gets a puncher.
8: So it takes the wheel off. But when he looks, it's kicked one of the nuts
6: away. How's he going to get home? Don't know. What's that got to do with Christmas shopping? Well, it's a quiz. Oh, no, but I'm asking about Christmas shopping. I'm not doing a quiz. Well, I told you I do a bit here and there. So when the month comes before Christmas, I've got it all. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed for your time. So have a wonderful day.
1: <laughs> well, Justin, that, that man not only set your quiz, he also mm. got the question wrong. <laughs> he got the question wrong. It's not the p- puzzle isn't. He's knocked one nut away. He's knocked yeah. all of the nuts away. Mm,
6: apparently ha- so. How
1: does he? That gentleman certainly had all of his nuts yeah. kicked away. No, hang on. What does that mean? That's horrible. Now, so he's got the the, the puzzle is mm. a man takes his wheel off the car. Yes. And he goes to put it back on, put a new wheel on, new tyre. He's lost all of the nuts. How does he drive it home? Well, apparently... No, don't, don't! Don't give us the answer. Okay, I know the answer. Catherine Ball, do you know the answer? don't think I do. Do you not? Kelly Betts, do you know the answer?
0: No. What? So, hold on. So he's got no nuts left on his car?
1: On one wheel?
0: On one wheel. Yeah. How does he drive it home?
1: That's the question. Mm.
0: Uh, Well, how far does he live? Because he might already be on his drive...
1: How's then then he going to get home, Kelly?
0: What, he could, could he not drive with it still? You
1: can't, drive, a bit. You can't drive with a wheel well, that has... he just
0: gets new nuts, then.
1: He's, he's in the middle of nowhere.
0: Well, he just... I don't...
1: He's five miles away from home, he's in the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> he rings um, a breakdown he, recovery service... He hasn't
1: service. got breakdown recovery service membership. <laughs> he
0: just finds the nuts. Why did he kick them all away?
1: <laughs> they fell down a drain.
0: You can drive with a puncture for a bit anyway, so I'm sure he would have been all right.
1: He couldn't drive five miles. Oh,
0: erm... Um,
1: And I'll tell you the answer to that riddle at the end of the podcast. Three women who were pulled over by Hertfordshire police have made a formal complaint about the way they were treated. Sonia Moneri was a passenger in a car with her two aunts and her four-month-old cousin when they were stopped by police in the early hours of last Thursday on the A10 in Chessant. The family claim they have no idea why they were stopped and when one of them refused to get out of the car, police smashed a side window and arrested her. Sonia recorded some of what happened. The woman you hear speaking is Sonia's aunt... Let me know your thoughts.
9: Anything. I want an explanation as to why I've been stopped. So it's because I'm driving a car and I'm black. Acts. You've told me that cars get stolen. If I'd yes. been white, you'd never All have stopped me. me. And that's a fact. How do we know you're black? You so saw me. I actually too. saw you get into How that roundabout. see you? I saw you get into that roundabout. And, and you know what? What? did see me. Open the door right now. No, I am not, not going to. I'm feeling threatened by you. I hope you do. I I want to talk to somebody else who's reasonable. Go away. No, I don't want to talk, talk to these to two. Talk to me. Can they go away, please? No, no, they're not going anywhere. No, they must stand far away. Oh, no. I do not the wish to speak to this. What out, is she bringing that button, button out because for? Because you're
5: refusing to admit
9: Listen, I would like to speak right? to somebody else. Right. These two I'm have been very. I've not. Right? I'm not happy with these right. two, and I'm not. I'm, right. I'm a right. lawful I citizen. citizen. I've not broken any laws. I am driving here. This is
10: going to smash your window very quickly, and it's at your expense.
9: Why would you smash my window for?
8: Because you run up out the door.
9: Why is do you need need to be the door when you're holding all these buttons and things you like that? The, the, the and like I'm saying to you, I feel you're very threatened. You're a woman with a child. I'm a woman with a child a and you're threatening me.
10: <laughs> right, get out Ow. the car now. Get out the
12: car now. Oh, that way. Get out
0: the car as well.
10: Come on. No, I'm
0: coming out, please no, no, don't do
10: that. Right
11: no, 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 no. now. I'm I'm right
10: now. I'm just surprised. Right now. Get out of the car now. Oh my God. Oh my dears. Guys, you don't have to do that. He's going to open up. Look
5: at the mess you've made. Right, can you jump out of the car and stay on the pavement? I didn't say you did. Your friends are nitty, you know that, don't you? You could have been driving away right
1: now. Well, simple question, should they have got out of the car? Bearing in mind, remember there was a four-month-old baby in that car, uh, and that was an edited version of uh, events. We have asked to speak to Harts Police, who tell us uh, an investigation has been launched, so they are unable to comment at the time. Well, Sonia Mineri joins me now. Oh, Sonia, wh- why do you think you were stopped?
12: Um, to be honest, they first stopped us to tell us to ask us if, if we were lost. Right. And from things then, we just, do 't understand why they stopped us, we actually did ask them if they stopped us because we were black
1: now in the in the recording, we could hear them say that they didn't know you were black when they stopped you Do, do mm-hmm. you believe that
12: no, i don't believe that because i mean if well, after stopping us, they could have just let us go, but they didn't
1: so sonia they the, the, first of all, they asked you if you were lost what what happened mm-hmm.
12: then um basically they said, are you lost We said no, and then they then moved on to ensure. And after sorting out the insurance issue...
1: Um, because your, your which, sister who was driving, Plax, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. did she was driving, but she didn't have insurance on that car, did she?
12: On that car, she didn't. Okay. Um, she wasn't aware of that. But after realising that she wasn't, he sort they sorted that issue out, and then she came back into the car. So she the got out of
1: the car, mm-hmm. got in the car with the police officer, they mm-hmm. established that she didn't have insurance on the car, and then she got back in the car with, with you?
12: Yeah, back into the passenger side.
1: And then what happened?
12: And then they then moved on to saying that we didn't indicate um, at the roundabout. And they said that we were travelling at 30 miles an hour at a 50 mile zone.
1: Sorry, they, asking... said, sorry they said you were travelling at 30 miles per hour in a 50 <laughs> mile per hour zone. Which, yeah. as far as I know, is not against the law.
12: They then moved on to my other auntie um, asking for her insurance and if she owned the car. Um, because they said that cars of that nature um, tend to get stolen.
1: What do you interpret from from that comment
12: um for me I'm thinking um well, is it a crime for black people to drive expensive cars?
1: Or do you think he he was implying that you had stolen the car?
12: Yeah, because they they mentioned that those kind okay. of cars get stolen, but they that could have been verified by them that if the car was stolen with their database
1: now the the woman we heard in the recording who is mm-hmm. refusing to get out of the car, that's your your other sister, isn't it? Yeah, my her, auntie. Your auntie. So yeah. she is insured to drive the yeah. car, as it's her yeah. husband's. Why didn't she want to get out of the car when she was asked to?
12: Um, the way they were asking was in an aggressive manner, and by then they had their buttons out.
1: How, sorry, just tell how many officers were there?
12: At the first instant, there were two officers, um, a male and a female. Yep. And they were on either side of the car tapping the windows with their buttons. Right. So if somebody is telling you to get out of a car and they have a baton, whether it's a police officer or not, and you feel like you're in danger and your safety is compromised, you do hesitate in terms of coming out of the car. Yeah. And she did request to speak to somebody else because obviously she wanted to resolve the issue, but they never allowed her that chance.
1: You say there were two officers there to start with. Did more officers Mm -hmm. arrive?
12: Yeah. How many were at the end? There were about five officers, three police cars, a police van and a police dog.
1: Uh, Do you think that your aunt was right not to get out?
12: Yes, definitely. Why? As a woman, as a woman um, at 2am, being vulnerable and you've got two people threatening your safety and you have um, a four-month-old baby, your instinct is to protect your child, first of all, and then yourself but I do believe that it was right for her not to come out.
1: They smashed the uh, the window. Yeah. What happened then?
12: Um, after that, they then proceeded to telling us that I got get after off the car, and my other auntie, who was then in the passenger side, was then dragged out of the car, and her chest was pushed so aggressively onto the car, and she was handcuffed. And they never read her, her rights. They never said that she was arrested. And so she, she, was was, she
1: them, as far as you're concerned, she was actually arrested?
12: Yeah, right. basically. If you're going to handcuff somebody, they are under arrest. Right. And um, she kept asking them why they're doing this, because she, her issue had already been resolved with the insurance thing, so I'm not sure why they went back to her. And then they allowed us to come out of the car with no you know, aggression and things like that, so I'm not sure why they went back to my other auntie. What happened then? Um, basically, then we then we were sat outside. The baby was wrapped in a blanket for more than two hours. And for us as adults, we were shivering, let alone the baby. And then they kept saying that they were going to call Child Protective Services. Um, they were going to take to the station. One police officer actually pushed his, um, his vest against my auntie while she was holding the baby, accusing her and saying, do you have mental health issues? Are you taking your medication?
1: Why were they threatening to call social services about your child? What what, what were they they implying?
12: I have no idea because it was just threats with no ground, basically, because they're the ones that put that infant in danger. We actually found small particles of glass on her face. Oh, dear. um, When they got back to the hotel.
1: And all the time this is going on, you're stood outside, and you say it went on for two hours. Yeah. How how were you feeling, Sonia?
12: I was I was in shock because when the glass first smashed, it went into my face and that was just shocking, traumatic for me and I was literally like shaking. But then afterwards, I just, I realised that this should not be happening so I then proceeded to like take the, all their details and um, the registration plates and the badge numbers because things like this should not be going on from people that are supposed to be protecting you and instead they're intimidating and endangering you it's just unacceptable
1: you were, you were all escorted back to your hotel what 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 happened then how did how did they leave
12: out of nowhere they're so like we'll take you home well, i'm back to the hotel and my auntie was allowed to sit in the passenger side of the police car um my other auntie was um sat in the other police car and i was sat in the car that um that they smashed and the police officer drove that car and they dropped us off and they basically said have a nice evening and they just left us there
1: they actually said have a nice evening yeah so you, you've all you've complained to hearts police why
12: because these things should not happen they should not be allowed to happen to people to members of the public whatever ethnicity you are things like this shouldn't happen and they shouldn't be allowed to get away with things like this
2: can you say now back to pandas um, and now back to pandas I'll do that Oh,
1: pandas, costing us a fortune. What do they add to the world? Not a lot. Vanessa and Bedford, we should just let them die out, shouldn't we? No, why should we? They they were here before us. Vanessa, are you calling us from space? This isn't God under a fake name, is it? No, it's not. Okay, you're, you're sounding very echoey. It's
11: all right. I'll just turn your
1: radio off. there we go, Ah, oh, that's it, right So you, 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 what are you saying Vanessa, we shouldn't get rid of them No Why?
11: We're the worst animal on the, on, the, on this planet We're the ones that have destroyed all their habitat Why shouldn't they live? They were a long time before us
1: Yeah and they, You're they... a
11: vegetarian Yeah and they blew it My brother would absolutely murder you Why? He's a veggie and he loves animals
1: Hang on, he's a veggie but he'd murder someone
11: yeah, murder you for what? saying let the animals die. Well, I'm not
1: saying I'm not saying we should yes, go out. Yes, you are. You're saying no. let the tigers die. I'm the, not saying I'm let not. The Vanessa, elephants die. Vanessa, I'm not saying we should. You are. no, you're not. You're not letting me finish the sentence. You don't know what now, I'm not well, saying. You don't let
11: people finish things either. I listen to you most mornings, and I get so frustrated at times
1: with you. I'm not saying we should go. Oh,
11: yes, you are. You're not let me finish the sentence. You
1: don't know what <laughs> I'm not saying, Vanessa. Go on, then. I'm not saying we should go out and shoot them. Right. Not saying we should go out and hunt them. Right. Just saying we just leave them to their own devices. If they survive, yes. if they breed. And
11: if they, well done. If they were left to their own devices in the first place, yeah. they would still be surviving. We've hunted them the... down to what they are. Well, the panda, there is We've a... used up all their grounds. Yeah. We've built where they live. Why shouldn't they live?
1: Well, the panda, there is a strong argument, the panda wouldn't survive. It's only through us uh, encouraging them to breed. Uh, in, in captivity, that they are surviving because they don't breed particularly well in the wild either. Yeah, but I mean. That's seems... not our fault, it's not my fault. Well, it might, it's not.
11: That might not be your fault, but no. I tigers and all the others are. I'm talking about pandas. Yeah, you were talking about all animals that
1: mm. are. It... You started to lose the argument on pandas, so you moved to tigers. Fine, okay, no, let's talk about I, tigers. I agree with you in that way, but there again, why should they die? Well, because it's, it's, it's evolution, it's survival of the fittest. Dinosaurs oh, what died. Load of... Sorry, evolution is evolution I can't, I can't is what say what I want to say. Evolution is what load of baloney. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that, but then you'd be arguing against facts and science. So it would be probably yes,
11: and also you could be arguing against facts and science about other things as well. So I mean, it just well, that's you just not go round and round. You would just it? go
1: round and round if you just keep putting forward vacuous arguments. Listen, Vanessa, what has a panda ever done for you? I don't
11: know, nothing. Well, exactly. Let them go. They look cute. They look even cuddly, you, but they're, vi- they're vicious. Even you don't even like dogs.
1: I don't like dogs. Yeah, I don't. No, I know. Right, and that annoys me. Why does that annoy you? I don't like dogs, Vanessa.
11: Well, you like cats, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not if people don't like cats. No, I like dogs and cats. I've got a dog, and he's perfectly I a mean, who He's laying down beside well, me. I don't like your dog. Well, I don't like you sometimes.
1: Yeah, but you still listen every day.
11: Not always. Sometimes I have to turn off because I want to really have a go.
1: It's good. It's good that it has an effect, isn't it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. What's the worst animal in the world, apart from humans, Vanessa? If you had to get rid of one, which one would it be?
11: Um, Spiders.
1: Oh, I could kill you, Vanessa. How dare you? How dare you pick on the vulnerable spiders? Just cause they're smaller than you. Shame on you, Vanessa. Naughty. The panda debate continued, and Paul in Bigglesway called in with a very good question.
5: Because I wonder whatever a, what a panda has ever done for me. Um, and, I, and I can't imagine that if there, we didn't have, if we had a world with no pandas, I can't, I can't think that I'm going to wake up in the morning and go, oh no, there's no pandas in the world. Yeah. Now you know the WWF, you know the World Wrestling, the Wrestling. Feder- Federation.
1: Yeah, well, the World uh, Wildlife Fund. They, they, um, yeah.
5: they, they like to save pandas, but they could spend their money better doing uh, much more useful things. And it's interesting you mentioned just now, dodos in passing, because there's another thing. I mean, they died out. I, I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, no, there's no dodos in the world. What am I going to do all day? <laughs> I, and I was wondering, what else? Can I tell you another one? I tell you another do you one never one
1: sit at home and, and just turn the television off and, and shed a tear for the passing of the dodo, Paul?
5: No, no, no never. No. no. I very rarely have what? the television. I'm why like, why, I, why I, are, I, are you
1: crying, I was, Daddy? Yeah. I miss the dodo.
5: <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, what was on the television, what gets me, was in Star Trek, where they went back in time and saved that whale. Now, what was the point of that? <laughs>
1: You're, it's of course, referring to Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, where they have to go back to 1984 to rescue a whale from Los Angeles yeah. with hilarious consequences. Yeah,
5: because, because, because if they don't, the, the whole Earth is going to come to an end. Yep. There's no whales in the world. Well, what, save the whale. What's that about then? It uh, doesn't matter if whales die. What, what does that matter?
1: Paul, thank you for your call. I love the fact that Paul's... We had uh, uh, Vanessa, who said that, that basically uh, that evolution and uh, survival of fitness is nonsense. And Paul there basing his argument on the fourth, potentially the best, although controversial to claim that, as it's the comedy uh, film, the Star Trek film for... Uh, Star Trek for The Voyage Home. He's basing his science on that. The deep pandas yes. have been on this Earth before the humans walked on it. OK. Now, what... What
3: cruelty is it you to say? Yes. Get rid of all these pandas, well, not killing them, yeah. to
1: get them um, just die. Well, they're, they're, they've, they've they've served their time. They've served it well. Let's let's salute them as they they cease to exist on this earth. They must be tired. well, well isn't humans tired? And we will we'll die out one day, Dave. Well, right, fair enough. Well, who's going to sa- but- save us? The pandas.
3: Well, many years ago at school, I was, uh, my teacher said to me, well, told us all, yeah. if there was no animals on this earth, if there was no birds on this earth, yeah. we'd all die. How he meant it, I don't. we don't know.
1: You don't know. OK, so you listened no. to that sentence and uh, you never actually analysed it, you just took the emotion from it. Yeah, okay. you, you, you just listened
2: to...
1: Just listen to the words and get the feeling, don't actually but, get the understanding. OK, yeah, sensible. But if
3: an animal... You see, like out in China, they're pulling up all these bamboos... To building things, and that's the only uh, fruit that the panda lives on. I don't
1: think. I don't think bamboos a fruit. Isn't it a nut?
3: No, well, it's a nut in a sense. But I'm just saying that's the only thing they can live on, in a sense. Uh, but China's digging them all up or cutting them all down. Yep. Well, they, they, China's the one that's killing off the ba- um the panda. Okay. So, but do away with it. Don't chop them down, and the poor panda will live on well, like no, any no, other the animal. The
1: thing is, they won't necessarily live on, Dave, because they have, not only do they struggle to breed in captivity, they really struggle to breed in the wild as well. Now, we don't know why that is, and people have spent millions uh, investigating why that is. We don't know. Pandas wow. don't, just don't feel fruity anymore. We don't know, so let's just let them go. Stop trying to make them have... Imagine making them have... Imagine you, Dave, right? You're, you're, you're dying out, so what the, what the world do is they invest millions of pounds in putting you in a room and filming you as you try and fail miserably to have sex.
3: How would you like we,
1: that? We've gone from pandas to sex now. Well, that's what, it's, that's what it all boils down to, Dave.
3: Oh, choose one little thing before I come off. About this um, riddle, about the um, nuts on the car wheels.
1: Yes. Well, don't don't ever try it, will you? So someone tried it. Someone lost all their nuts, and well, they took one nut off each wheel, and they managed to drive through Italy. Well, it's a wonder
3: they wasn't arrested, because that is one of the biggest things on a car, the the nuts. If you, if you went into an MOT station yes. uh, with one nut on the wheels, yes. that would be the but, MOT. But
1: in an, as an emergency feature, Dave, you'd agree that if you have no other option, you could go with that? Well, no, you but you're breaking the law when you're doing it. OK, but as an emergency feature, you could go with that? Well, you can go with it. All Hang right, on a yes, a Colin, Colin, say hello to Dave. Good morning, Dave. All right, Colin. Yeah,
3: I'm all right, mate. What are you talking about, pandas or nuts? Pandas. Oh
8: <laughs> well, <laughs> we, yeah! Any endangered species pardon, any endangered species because it's the same uh
3: thinking for all of them, well, that's right, Colin, you know, are we just- are we talking between ourselves now? I think so, I think he's gone to sleep,
8: yeah, yeah, um, we'll let, him, let bas- him really, basically, you were nearly right, mate, and um what? what it is that uh, modern thinking is that, um, it's man that has destroyed the habitat of all these, um, endangered species. You're dead and right, Colin. That we, and that we have a moral right to, um, do something about it. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, basically, yes, it is, but, um... And until and, and uh, human philosophy changes uh, greatly, um, you we're on a, 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 a slippery
3: slope. Yeah, but one day, Colin, one day, Colin, these animals are all going to turn on these humans and kill us. Oh, I don't think so. Well, you never know, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well where's that Ian? Has he gone off the tea break? I think so, yeah. yeah it's coffee time. Yeah, it must have uh, But Colin, he barred yeah. me from the radio but he's kept me on. <laughs> Oh, good at it. Yeah. He-
0: Call 08459
1: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I get paid for this. Can you believe it? Sometimes I love my job. Uh, Justin, sorry to keep you waiting, Uh, sir. Hello, boss. You all right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh,
6: (laughs) 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 Only on your programme, eh?
1: Oh yes, uh, no. wait a second, now Justin, Yes, pandas, we sent you out to find out what the public thought about pandas, Yes, you've spoken to the public.
6: Yes, you've got a major issue with pandas, uh, I've been out um, onto the streets this morning asking people, should we let the pandas go, are they a waste of money, are they a disgrace, all rolled into one, <laughs> and here's what people had to say.
7: I don't think it's fair to have any animals in captivity, but it's the nature of the business isn't it? Let them go, let them go,
6: yeah, if they're going to make it, they'll make it on their own.
11: We need everything on Earth. Yeah. They're living animals, so we need them. They're part of our survival as well.
6: Ian Lee's got a massive issue with pandas. Is wow. he just a horrible man? Yes, he is. He says let them go. No, don't let them go. No, no. no we need pandas, definitely. Would you give him a good slap? Yes, I would, yeah. Mm. Sir, so, should we just let the pandas go? Yes. Why don't you like pandas? What's your issue with pandas? Not a lot. I just think they're a waste of time. Why are they a waste of time? They're cute, cuddly little things. No. Nah. No, they're not. What do you say to anybody who says that you're just a cruel, heartless, horrible man? I would say that's just my opinion.
10: Oh, I'm an animal lover. I've got to save them. I've got to, we've got to save them.
6: <laughs> should we just let the pandas go, sir? What do you think? No, nah, we should still have them. It's something... They have a right to live as well, so they shouldn't get extinct. Why are they worth the money?
11: Because they're so cute. They're so... They're part of life.
6: Sir, so, good morning. You're from China. How are you today? Oh, I, I, nigga, I don't know what do you mean. Your pandas. I don't know. You know your pandas. They're here.
1: Pandas,
6: Chenny. Pandas. Chen. Um, pandas. They're they're, they're they're big white creatures with uh, black marks. You know pandas? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Should we let the pandas go? I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. Thank you. Intercom man, serious question today. Should we just let the pandas go and stuff?
4: Yeah,
1: okay. Save the pandas, yes?
4: Yes, we will save the pandas, yes.
1: Thank you. Excellent. As long as, as, long as intercom man is uh, on uh, board, then Ooh. everything is fine. Uh, Janet has called in. Bamboo is neither a fruit or a nut. It's a, it's a grass. Oh, is that right? No, she's wrong, because grass is green and, and bendy. Pa- bamboo is like a stick. Yeah. So she's wrong there, Janet. Sorry can, about that. Can you
6: imagine sitting there all day eating
1: bamboo? That's a dreadful existence. I, I, no wonder they, they're off there rumpy-pumpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't do it if I'd had that much bamboo. Need some meat down you. Yeah. And now for the answer to the riddle you've all been waiting for, even though Dave and Luton said it earlier. Here's the question. There's a car. He gets a puncher. So he takes the wheel off, but when he looks, he's kicked
8: one of the nuts away.
1: How's he going to get home? Here's the answer. Jim is walking his dog in Northampton. Jim, do you know the answer? Yes. Go on, what is it? Take the wheel nut from each wheel to replace the ones he's lost. There, ladies and gentlemen, we, if, if I uh, had access to JVS's fanfare, I would play it, despite the consequences that might bring me. Well done. Can you believe the, the people I'm working with, Jim, who couldn't get that answer for themselves? <laughs> oh, it's only because I'm a diesel engineer. Has <laughs> uh, is, is, is this ever happened to you in real life? Um, well, when I've
4: gone on a breakdown, um, sometimes when, you know, on the trucks, you're yeah. taking the wheel nuts off. Um, Sometimes it's damaged frets and things like that And you think of ways around it So you, you know, in the past I've managed to um, take wheels from uh, Wheel nuts from other
1: parts of the vehicle There you go, you see Always try and protect your nuts, Jim You do not want to damage your nuts, do you? You don't want to grab someone else's nuts Just because yours aren't working Oh no You got the point? You got the innuendo? (laughs) Excellent (laughs) Scott Barkley, you popped in as our musical guest this week And because you're unsigned That means your songs aren't free They are free. I think so, yeah. And they are not um, bound by the laws of copyright or indeed the laws of PRS. So we can play one of your songs. You sang a song about um, making bread. We're not going to play that one. Oh, okay. But you also sang a love song to our very own Justin Dealey. Yeah, he's my hero. OK. It's playing now. Thanks, man.
2: I love Justin Dealey from Beds Hearts and Bucks. He's got a lovely honest voice. Even though I love him, guess I'm out of luck Cos he's just one of the boys But I'm gonna make him love me Gonna make him care Gonna run my fingers through his hair You don't love me dearly, but I love you And I know exactly what to do Gonna wait until you're after somebody new Then I know exactly what to do Gonna take you to my favourite record fair Gonna buy you every record there I love Justin Dealey from Beds Hearts and Bucks Beds Hearts and Bucks well, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen, uh,
1: we're on weekdays between 6 and 9pm on BBC Three Counties Radio. You can listen to any of the old shows uh, by going to the BBC iPlayer. Uh, the podcasts only stay up in line for 30 days. I don't know why, but sort it out. So go and grab them while you can. Email me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Before we go, here's a reminder of what Justin Dealey sounds like doing an impression. Of Cilla Black.
5: Step inside love. Step inside love. Step inside love. Yeah, Chuck.
0: Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts, and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio, and online at bbc.co.uk/slash Three Counties.